Hey, everybody. Welcome to Just Thinking 2022 with Stan Wanglin, your podcast host. And that's me, of course. I hope you recognize my voice. It's uh, about four o'clock in the afternoon here in uh, New York, upstate New York, I might add. And man, it's another scorcher uh, here today. It's uh, in the 90s and just wow, just incredible weather. I mean, it's uh, it's great to be in the pool and great to you know hang out by the lake or go to the beach or whatever else it is. But other than that, it's a hot one. No, it's not the United Kingdom or anything else where the, the asphalt is melting, but uh, all the grass is hay and all that stuff. But who cares? Uh, it's pretty darn nice. But having just gotten out of the pool, had a nice little uh, cool drink, uh, I thought, wouldn't it be a great idea to do my show a little bit earlier rather than late in the evening? Because I'm feeling really good. And I thought today's uh, show would be, um, actually, it's a topic that's trending on uh, Twitter that I saw, and it couldn't be more appropriate. Um, it's called Do Your Job. What a great idea when I saw, when I saw that uh, today on uh, Twitter, because I had just come from the store with my wife, and I love to shop. I should, I should preface <laughs> this show. Uh, you know, uh, not every show that I do, I'd like to be all heavy and, you know, let, let's talk about all the terrible things in the world. Uh, you know, do your job is something I've been preaching for years, uh, you know, having been a, a person who was a program director, administrator, assistant facility director, you know, program director, uh, administrator and coordinator of every program known to mankind in uh, mental hygiene and uh, for New York State Department of uh, Developmental Disabilities to say the least, over 37 years. And uh, one of the things that always was uh, a big ticket item was, you know, making sure yourself that you were doing your job, that you had a clear idea of what your mission statement was, you know, that you knew that you were going to serve and, uh, you know, what the goals and objectives were, what the resources were, you know, it was kind of like the police department thing where I worked. I would always tell people, let's keep it simple, you know, the old KISS principle. You know, we're here to make sure to protect people, to make sure, you know, that their mental and physical and emotional health is well taken care of in a fair and safe way. And, uh, you know, they're our number one priority. Uh, and, you know, to kind of protect and serve. It wasn't very complicated. And when you have that very simple uh, mantra, and uh, objective well it you wind up doing great work and yeah i have to say for 37 years i did great work basically because the people that i work with also had a very similar idea we had a shared reality of what we we're supposed to do i didn't have to fire anybody or beat anybody over the head or scream and yell at anybody to do anything uh you know i was surrounded by good people and uh, they knew what they were there for and uh you know I wasn't paying their salary. The state of New York was or whatever state I worked in. and But I was accountable and responsible for supervising them. And they were accountable for themselves as clinicians and just good people. And that's part of doing your job. That's part of this show, doing your job. Uh, I do a lot of shows on uh, dysfunctionality in our uh, society, in our own personal lives and things like that. And why wouldn't I? You know, I was a management consultant, an administrator, a psychologist, a psychology professor, 
where I taught human development and so on and so forth, um, uh, a speaker on motivation and all those kinds of things. Yes, this show is all about me, <laughs> but um, uh, you get it. These are the things that interest me. And one of the things that's very important is, you know, for you to have a vocation in life. Uh, a lot of people don't seem to think that anymore. They think the most, you know, nobody ever went to, you know, their grave wishing they spent another day at the office. I used to teach that sometimes. And then I realized that's not necessarily true. A lot of people really loved their jobs. Uh, I had people, they didn't believe me how much I loved my job. They said, come on. The personnel officer used to call me Smooth Stanley. He said, come on, you don't really love your job that much. I said, how could you not love this job? It's great. You're working with people who really need your services. They really love you when you try and help them. Uh, it's really easy to be fair to them and try your hardest. They know when you're bullshitting them. So if you can't meet a need, but you're trying, they're on your team. We're working together 99.5% of the time. Come on, it's great. It's everything that you want to do if you liked helping people and you like, you know, certain elements of psychology. It was wonderful. So you're doing your job. When I would teach in college, uh, you know, as an adjunct professor, a lot of professors were always pissed off at the students. You know, they're lying. You know, they're, they're cheating. I'm, I'm not in the rehab business. for. Come on, they're students. The vast majority of your students, uh, you know, when you're teaching introductory courses like I did, uh, you know, you could get older students. That was a more popular thing in the last 10 or 15 years. But early on, most of the students were, you know, in their late teens, early 20s, uh, maybe late 20s, uh, or people reentering the educational, uh, you know, world. They were, you know, they were having a, they were trying to figure out how to do their job. So you weren't there to harass them. I actually, I actually uh, was a very popular instructor along with the people who worked in my programs were superstars, uh, you know, in terms of adjunct, you know, adjunct professors. They really weren't uh, because we worked in the field and uh, we knew what we were talking about. But, uh, you know, we understood that people don't get that in one second. You know, you got to be nice to them. You know, you catch people doing things right in order to teach them how to do their job, not to beat the living bejesus out of them. And the same hand, you don't baby people and say that, you know, oh, you don't have to do that. Uh, this makes you nervous talking about this. Here's a room you can sit in. Now that, you know, that's for another show, but I think that's nonsense. A lot of the stuff that goes on now, and it inhibits people from doing their job. Yeah, it's, it's, it's normal to be nervous. It's normal to be apprehensive. You have to learn how to cope with those things. And if something overwhelms you and it's too much, yeah, of course, you can step back or let people know. And then we work through those things so you can do your job. You know, but there's a world that we live in now where people don't share uh, or don't have a sense of shared reality. And therefore, you oftentimes run into people who don't know how to do their job, don't want to do their job and think their job is to complain about the fact that they even have a job to do. And uh, I hope if you're listening to this show, uh, you've been saying the same thing that I do. I wish we didn't have to see it. Uh, I can remember when I would do a, a management consulting, you know, with team building and things like that. One of the big things was, you know, what, what are our goals or what are your goals on your team and who does what around here? And, uh, you know, we go from there on those kinds of things. And I would always give people the, an example of when my kids were small. 
my mom, my dad, my wife, myself, my, my young kids were in a mall, a shopping mall, uh, you know, that used to be popular in the 80s. And there was an Orange Julius vendor that came to upstate New York. And I loved Orange Julius from being down south and in the city and things like that. I just, you know, in Florida, I can seem to recall an Orange Julius place there. And I said, wow, this is good stuff, guys. Let's go over and get it. And we were there. There was nobody in the mall that day. It was a hot summer's day like it was now. And there were six of us, myself, my wife, my two kids, my mom and dad. And there's two or three people behind there. And I said, uh, you know, the guy says, what would you like? And I said, I said, I'd like six orange Juliuses, you know, or Julia. <laughs> and this is a God's honest true story. The guy almost shit. And he says, oh, we've got six people here. We got to go set. And he freaked out. And he says, and I said, hey, relax. There's nobody here. We're not in a hurry. It's okay. And he says, no, you got to get this. And he, he really freaked out. And he just didn't do his job. He was almost aggravated that there were six of us there. And I recall saying to him, I said, hey, brother. I said, you know, just no kidding around. I said, I'm just curious. What's the difference if six, if one person comes up and says, I'd like six things, or six individual people come up one at a time and say they want something? What's the difference? If you're, if you're selling a product, aren't you happy if you have lines around the block? Isn't that the, isn't that the goal of like McDonald's or a fast food place or someplace else? Or if you have a shoe store, you have some, you want the, you know, a clothing store, you, or when you're having sales or what, you want the big lines, you've got a great product. And you do your job, you, you, you know, if, if you're running busy, if, you're, if your restaurant is the number one restaurant in town and people are waiting around the block, you come out and give everybody a little hors d'oeuvre and a little drink for free and everything else like that. And you, you do your job. Geez, I'm sorry, but and people know, yeah, this is the kind of place I want to go to because people know how to do their job so well that people are beating down the doors to get in. The guy never got it. And I see the same thing today. But big time. And I like that trending thing. They had so many popular things on there about people not doing their job. Like, hey, how about, wouldn't it be nice if Congress, for example, I don't care what party, uh, you know, you're affiliated with. This happens in all parties. When somebody's elected as a congressman, a senator, uh, or whatever, or to any position, and they're telling you what is going to happen to you. Let's say, like, you take this abortion issue. And whatever percentage of the country agrees with abortion, 60% or 70% or whatever percent. Hey, man, that's the will of the people. It's not up to you to tell the people that when they want something that's a fair thing and a reasonable thing for them and their culture at this point in time, uh, and that they've even had, uh, that's already been approved, that you're just not going to do it. You got to do your job, man. You got to say, well, I may not personally agree with it, my, but sure as shit, my constituents do. If you're a multimillionaire and you're a member of Congress and you come from a very poor region, yeah, you have to take steps to make sure that uh, you know you have insurance, you have all these benefits and everything. How about your constituents? That's a number one concern of people. You know, or I'm all I, I understand the importance of assisting the Ukraine or something like that. Uh, but I've had people, Ukrainian people, I live in an area that's heavily Ukrainian, said, oh, no, the United States is not doing enough. Not doing enough? 
are you crazy? We got potholes all over the, the highway and the streets and everything else. And we're, we're sending boatloads of money to the, to the Ukraine. I don't live in the Ukraine. I don't live in the Ukraine. I understand that there's an, there's an important uh, tactical advantage for us there in reality. You know, uh, in terms of our future security because of the way that Russia and, uh, you know, and China are trying to get into different regions and, you know, undermine democratic countries, industrialized countries. I get all that kind of stuff. And this is a wonderful opportunity to really put the screws to Putin. But come on, man, do your job. That's your country. That's, that's, you know, anything you get from anybody else. How about really a big thank you? Sorry, I know that's an unpopular uh, opinion, uh, but hey, that, that's, you know, that's, that's people doing your job and, and politicians and everything, they have to do their job. How about when you go to a doctor or you have to go to a dentist or somebody's going to tell you, you're going to do this and you're going to do that and blah, 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 blah. And doctors are great in many cases. In many other cases, no, they're telling you what you're going to, or they're late, they're making you wait for hours unnecessarily, or they keep changing your schedule or whatever it is. Hey, man, do your job. They're doing that because they're overbooking so they can make more money. I know, I've run clinics. Yeah, there's a big difference between when you have a clinic or you have an or something paid for by the state or federal government where it's completely nonprofit and it's a profit-oriented clinic and you've got an office manager. Yeah, they're, it's like working for Amazon.com. You know, or one of these other companies, you know, where you can't, you, where you get urinary tract infections because you can't go take a leak someplace. They make sure you're, you're doing your job. You know, it's the same reason that people who, who want to work at home so desperately, yeah, there's a reason they want to sit in their drawers. They want to listen many, many times to be doing other things while they're doing their job you know, or supposedly doing the job. Don't bullshit me on that stuff. Come on, everybody knows that stuff. And big business, they're a bunch of crooks in many ways. So you, you, they're not thinking you're honest because they're not honest. They don't do their job when it comes to you by giving you the proper pay many times or, or a pay based on uh, a reasonable, uh, you know, profits in the organization. Everything that they're doing in the company, the, the new thing that we have is it's not for the good of the country. It's not for the good of you or even the employees. It's for the good of the shareholders. They're not doing their job properly. So do your job. Why do people get pissed off with, uh, you know, with uh, athletes and things like that? You know, running around and doing all kinds of political shit and everything else like that. They have, they have a right to do that. But that's not what they're getting all that money for. You know, hundreds of millions of dollars or lots of damn money and stuff like that to be telling you or me or anybody else about this issue or that issue or making you feel uncomfortable or making you feel guilty. If you're there as a football player, you're there. You're there to play football, for Christ's sakes. Go out and play football and stop doing all the grandstanding and running around that cost people championships and people are frankly pissed off at. They're fed up with. Do your job. Uh, during the pandemic, uh, it, I, I used to, it, it got to be sickening to me going into a grocery store and, and you got signs on there. This is for our heroes and the grocery business. And the gro Really? I appreciate everybody's job to be serious. 
but I'm sitting, I'm going into stores there, uh, and uh, you got 19 people around a register, and I'm bagging the groceries. I've actually, I've done that so much in one store who was supposed to bag your groceries all the time. And the person said to me, uh, you know, here's your, you know, here's your stuff, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, whatever the hell she said. And I said, you're welcome. And she said, what? I said, yeah, I just did your job. I do your job every time I come in here. And I spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month in your store. You're sitting here bullshitting with somebody. You know, you got all these signs up. You're starting to believe that you're a hero. You're not a hero for coming in and doing your job. You're a valued uh, person in the community. You're a nice person. You're doing your job. I'm proud of you for doing your job. I appreciate it. But you're not a hero. The firemen, you know, racing into a building and saving a kid or, you know, getting a cat out of a tree or, you know, using the jaws of life on somebody in an accident in a car. Yeah, that, you know, while the car is ready to explode, that's a guy doing his job or a woman doing their job. But in reality, even though that's their job, they're kind of going above and beyond things. It's kind of heroic. You know, when I was in the military, that's the other thing. You know, I have many shows. I have to do another one. Thank you for your service. Come on. I thank everybody for their service, but everybody in the military isn't a hero, folks. My grandson's in the military right now. I was in the military. My father was in the military. My uncles were in the military. My son is a disabled veteran and works for a veterans organization. Yeah. They're a hero because there's no... There's no draft board, any board anymore that has conscription. So there's no draft is what I'm trying to say. So shit, yeah, you're going to bullshit somebody and tell them they're a hero for doing their job. The vast majority of people in the military don't fire a shot. It's a very small group of people who actually do that. You know, so everybody's not a hero. Um, uh, that kind of stuff. And doing your job, there isn't any uh, conscription anymore. There isn't any draft. So when you're in the military and you're doing something, why would you be sitting there bitching about it? I don't mean, it's, yeah, I understand it's normal to bitch when you're in uh, a desert situation and people are trying to kill you or blow you up or you, you don't have clear direction or you're overwhelmed or something isn't right. Of course, you have every right to uh, be unhappy about that. But on a day-by-day -day basis, if you're in the military and you're, you're, you hate it, well, then, then get out of it as soon as you can or do your job. The same as if you're a state worker. I would have people come into work, you know, as nice as they were. Would you rather not be here? Would you rather not belong to a union? Would you rather not uh, get a wonderful retirement program? Would you rather not get medical and dental and other benefits? Would you rather not have those things? No? Well, then shut up and do your job. Why take it out on, on the customers? Why take it out on the citizens of, that are coming to get your help? Do your job. You know? It, uh, does it get to be draining being a police officer or, uh, you know, somebody in a prison, a corrections officer? You bet your bottom dollar. I have done work with, uh, with corrections officers many, many years ago. Very unpleasant job. And who are you around all day long? Criminals, killers, awful people. Uh, and I don't mean that if you're in jail, you're an awful person, but you, you basically go there for doing a lot of most, many people for doing a lot of dreadful things for whatever reasons. So it's not the most pleasant thing. But who's forcing you to be there? Don't take it out on the prisoners. 
they're already in jail, man. Try and be, you know, try and do your job like a professional. People would say to me, how can you work as a psychologist? Have I ever worked with child molesters? Yes, I have. Have I worked with murderers? Yes, I have. Have I ever worked with abusive husbands and wives? Yes, I have. Have I worked with people who've done every crazy thing known to mankind? Yes, I have. Have I hated them, mistreated them, or treated them extra specially wrong because of terrible things that they've done? No, I have not. Why? Because that's not my job. If they're going to be executed, that's the executioner's job. If they're going to be incarcerated, that's the prison guard's job. If they're going to meet Jesus, that's the chaplain's job. If they're looking to try to better their lives or cope with their situation or move forward and redeem themselves or whatever, or be uh, you know a better citizen, a better person, that's my job. So I do my job. So it's something to think about. It's like uh, I have family members, they'll sit and say, I, I got to see this many people today, or, you know, I got to go and I can't work from home anymore. I got to go into the office. And people are making a nice salary. People, you know, have good benefits. People have things they should be saying to themselves. I put a little thing out the other day. It's a very smart little thing, which is, it's a paradigm shift. Instead of bitching about something, say so you get to do something. You get to do your job. You know, you get to be challenged on things. You get to overcome things. You get to grow as a person. So there's a whole bunch of people who need to do their job. And here's two more. That's you and I need to do our job. We need to stop complaining all the time about, uh, you know, the way... The government is, uh, if we don't vote, if you're doing everything you can do, well, then I guess you are entitled, uh, in my opinion, to, uh, to bitch about things. But if you're, not doing, if you're not doing your job, well, then what the hell are you, what are you yelling at the politicians for if you're not voting, if you're throwing your hands up in the air, if you're not confronting wrong, if you're not trying to do the right thing, if you're a parent and you're not putting the right values in your children's mind or trying to lead them in the right direction if all you're giving them is experiences and spoiling them and humoring them and doing all those kinds of things or if you're a teacher and all you're doing is patronizing your students or you're afraid of them or you're afraid of administration and you won't stand up to do the right thing in terms of being an educator then you're not doing your job you know it, it goes hand in hand and you, and you get what we get right now And that's what happens is, uh, you know, like I go to a very nice restaurant a few months ago and, uh, you know, it's hard for restaurants to get extra staff. There was nobody in when we we were, went in there. It was, so we went in for an early dinner. You know, there was nobody there really. A couple of other couples and there was a woman there. The table was kind of like moist and dirty. And I said, hey, you know, there's some stuff on the table, ma'am. I said, could you, uh, when you get a chance, could you, uh, could you wipe that down, please? You know, I'd appreciate it. I mean, really nice. I was a waiter. I worked as a waiter in high school and college and everything else like that. I understand that. I respect people. I know they work hard. And man, you would have thought I told her that she was no good trash for doing that. Because boy, out came that stinky, just a slopping thing. And she just had a big puss on. Like I attacked her. I mean, do you want to sit at a wet, stinky table with, uh, you know, that slop water on your table? No wasn't asking for anything. 
I'm not giving her a 10% tip. I'm giving a 20% or more tip to somebody. I'm respectful to them. I, I'm doing my job, being nice to her. You, you, part of your job is wiping a table down, ma'am. And if you don't want to do it, more power to you. If you have to do it, more power to you too. But do your job within reason. So I think you get the point. It starts with the orange Julius. It comes to the way you parent somebody, the way you work with your coworkers, the way you treat the people that you're supposed to be providing services. If we all start doing our job, it sounds like, uh, uh, you know, see Dick run from years ago with uh, the old little, the little books on teaching people how to read, you know, with Spot, Dick, and Jane. It's too friggin' simple. But I think that was a great, trending thing about people putting all these situations and there's a million more of people doing their job or should be doing their job now i didn't do my job i ran over by uh, four minutes and 52 seconds but hey kill me what can i tell you i hope you like today's show and i'll be with you soon and uh if you like the shows you know just put subscribe on it and you'll get notified uh, for the next episode, we should be doing at least uh, about three shows a week, something in that category. So you have a good day. Be careful. If you're in a hot situation, do your job. Take care of yourself. Have a cool drink. Sit down and relax when you can. Okay. Bye-bye now.